Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on the The bear, it f***ing did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. What's going on, man fam? It's Richard, it's Brian, it's Ken, it's the whole coked up team here. Um, as you know, we are method podcasters, so we are beaked out of our gourd right now. Um, in the woods. In the woods, which that's the hard part for me. The cocaine's no big deal, yeah, but it's you're the... good with that part, right? Yeah. Right. No, we're all here, we're all here to talk cocaine bear and all that this is one that's been in the ether for a while i think just because the premise it's kind of like i remember it's not as absurd as that but remember like i knew about snakes on a plane seven years before it came out just because <laughs> sure yeah you just kept hearing wow, like, they're gonna great do this comparison movie. i didn't compare these two that's a great one <laughs> like sometimes the title or things are so out there that like they just kind of make their way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into the zeitgeist before they've even started filming this is certainly one plus the um, kind of production of this with the cast and everything was was very social media forward. But yeah, so this is one we've been excited to talk about for a while. We certainly will. But first, I mean, we got a big day here in the Mam Fam. We got our big, like, big birthday. Brian turns 40 today as we record this on Tuesday, 28th. This will be out some point this week. Um, but happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, How do you feel? Do your knees hurt more than normal? Yeah, or but the same amount. Well, I mean, that started many years yeah. ago. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, today's. I mean, it was a normal. I, I worked. <laughs> I'm gonna Good. Do, one of my friends was like, "I'm. I think you should take your day off." And I was like, first of all, can't have all these things that have to get done. That's not a possibility. <laughs> Number two, I'm an adult, so yeah. I'm not taking the day off for my birthday. Like, that's, I know. That's I, I struggle with that. Yeah. You know, I I don't like to shame people. You should be able to enjoy yourself however you want to. But I sure. Think, yeah. There is some shame in taking your birthday off, I feel like, <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. So, um, no, it was it was a good day. I I got uh we do my team at work, you know, it's it's the classic, you know, you pick pick lunch that day, whatever. So got some hibachi at lunch. Love nice. that. Good times there. Well that's awesome, man. Happy <laughs> yeah. birthday. Thank you. I threw Thank for you. those of you not in the VIP, I had a great idea. So if you're in the VIP, Mad About Movies podcast slash VIP, if you're not, sign up. You get extra episodes and a big Discord channel with a ton of other man fam like you, including us. Oftentimes on our birthday, and Brian's very good about this, and we tried to be good about it with his, he'll throw a thing out that's like, it's Kent's birthday. And uh, so everyone reply with a bunch of minions gifts or something. And so we do that. And it's funny. And a bunch of stuff that annoys for me, maybe like a bunch of Chris Kattan, adjacent uh, material, you know? So I thought about that. I was thinking about it last night. Like, how am I going to get Brian? And I thought of the the worst thing I could do to him to really ruin his birthday would be um, for everyone to write really sincere, nice things about him and just say how much they appreciate him and make him feel re- really uncomfortable. Real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. That's not worth the right? praise. It's the worst <laughs> thing yeah. you could have done. Yeah. Was... So I said, and a couple of these noobs, these dorks in the VIP, 
immediately just started sending like movie posters and gifts. Like, no, 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 no I'm serious. That will just make him laugh. I, I want him to be miserable on this day because I'm, I'm broken inside, you know, that whole thing. So I was going to read a couple of these on the podcast um, to double the cringe for you. So, um, and I've highlighted, I'm not going to read all of them. I just got a few sentences highlighted from some. Um, Superhero Junkie said, you're one of the few I really connected with when I got in the movie podcast. That's nice. What a guy. Hearing you talk about Coop, Brian's son, and how he's grown up on the pod has also been special. That's really great. Ariel Dean said, thanks for being such a positive influence and good friend these years since you've started the pod. I'm usually very reserved when I'm using the word friend and tend to keep many at arm's length. But after all the podcast nightmares and seer texts and weird pizza nightmare trip to New York City, I'm glad to call you my friend. Man, this Brian got Kent, doesn't he sound like a great guy? I hate this guy. (sighs) Highlander says, I look forward to many more years of your insightful wisdom. Jordan says, thank you for building such a wonderful community. I listened to the pods in 2015. It's so wonderful you've been able to keep that personal community feel as the podcast has grown. Nice guy here. A couple more here. Juiceboxer says, I listen to you as to what, where, what is good and what's worth a wash. You've not steered me wrong yet. I'm sure you're getting all the love and compassion you need from your wife and Coop. Have the best day and just don't stop smiling, man. And then lastly, I've got Hannon HD said, I just want to say how truly thankful I am for your, and I, by the way, I'm, I'm kind of Hannon 4k kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not, a, you know, right. I don't HD yeah. it. Yeah. Time to upgrade your Hannah situation. Mm-hmm. I just want to say how truly thankful I am for you. Your personality and genuine nature stands out constantly. I notice your appreciation of humor, great guy alert and your particular sense of humor, man, great guy syndrome. <laughs> You're authentic and deep care for others. Isn't that true? Kenny says such an authentic deep thing. So anyway, um, and last one here, this one's my favorite from Darth Roderick. When I started listening to Mad About Movies almost 10 years ago, I never expected that I'd be able to consider one of the hosts of my favorite podcast, a friend. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the community that you've helped build here. I didn't know that my wife talked you into making a surprise birthday video for me. And I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me. And then he has a Brian emoji. I'm going to assume that means aroused. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to think that seems I'd be lying Mm -hmm. if it didn't make me aroused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I go back and replay it often. And when I need a little extra encouragement, that's so nice. And so anyway, from Kent and I, thank you for these sincere notes because I know you really mean them. And Brian is a great guy who we love a lot, and that's great. But from Brian, how much do you hate me right now? So much. This Good. is the meanest thing Good. you could have done, which is perfect. perfect. That's how our relationship works. Good. Uh, yeah, I, I told my wife about this this afternoon. I was like, "Gosh, this is, you know," and just made this big deal about how, you know, you knew that earnestness is like the worst thing, and it stresses me out. And then she was like, "Oh, okay," and then. <laughs> And then, like an hour later, she, her and Coop gave me presents, you know, and it was books and a record and stuff. And then this like collection of uh, incredibly nice and earnest things that all of my friends, like all my friends and family, people have said, Lindsay has spent the last couple of weeks collecting this and putting oh. it together. And so, just including you guys. So, I got this like spiral bound book of very nice things that people are saying about me and I'm just like, oh, just crawling. That's why you've been puking in the bathroom for the past hour. Yeah. It's, I was it's, wondering why. It's so kind and nice and everybody is so sweet to um, share those things and also, please stop. Now we can go back to bullying. <laughs> like, yeah. Bully him like he wants. Yeah, exactly. Party's over. Time for cocaine bear. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday, buddy. We love you. Thank you. Guys. And uh, well, next you. year's the big one because that's the Dirk year. That's the Dirk year. And then it's suicide pact. Right. Well, you got a maxi year after that. <laughs> we'll see. All right. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, we are here to talk Cocaine Bear, Elizabeth Banks's Cocaine Bear, which, as we mentioned, has been on the docket for a long time. Been hearing about it. I, I don't think I knew. For some reason, I knew like everyone that had been cast in this, when they were cast. I followed the whole thing. It was impossible to be movie online, you know, adjacent and not hear about this. I somehow missed it was Lord Miller until the credits mm. started. Um, as a as producers, obviously not as um, not as directors or writers, but uh, yeah, I missed that somehow. So so uh, that was that was encouraging to see. We've got a great cast on this: Carrie Russell, uh, Margot Martindale, and Matthew Reese in American uh, Reunion. O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Enrich, or Ainsley Langhorne. There's no again. There's no way to can, know. Yeah, no one no one can know. It's not possible. And the uh, I believe the last performance of Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. So a real, uh, real interesting cast. I wouldn't say like movie star ridden, but like a lot of very popular, great actors. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Russell should be a movie star. Yes. Um, there's no reason why she shouldn't be. So, um, Ken, I'll throw to you first. What was your level of anticipation for this? Did this seem like kind of pulpy and up your alley or were you just kind of eye rolling at the entire idea of it? You know, I have a soft spot for movies that are kind of purposely bad that are very self-aware that go all in on a premise so i was excited for this uh believe it or not and was excited to go to the theater uh we went on saturday morning this uh theater was was very packed at 10 a.m on a saturday for cocaine bear so that was a a bit surprising i thought i was a in the minority on people wanting to get up and go see this, but I'm surprised this was not number one over the weekend. Just given the amount of internet buzz, meme stuff uh, going into the weekend, I thought it would make more money. It was well-received by critics and all that. Maybe it'll do well in weekend two. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how we feel about the movie in general. But I was very excited for this. When you see the cast list, I mean... This combines the two things you love most, Richard. Mm-hmm. Cocaine and Margot Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's funny because so my, qu- my yearbook quote in 2005 was, I'm out for two things in this life. <laughs> cocaine and Margot Martindale. And I'm all out, I'm all out of cocaine. So, um, Watch out, Margot. <laughs> well... I was I was very excited for this uh, seeing you know people that we really enjoy we like Alden Ehrenreich I think we're we were pro solo pro him pro uh, Hail Caesar and you know mm-hmm. stuff that he's done I think he's he's got potential in movies and then obviously Elizabeth Banks one of my observations uh, before we get into you know movie observations was Elizabeth Banks wanted us to know so bad that she directed this movie. <laughs> Maybe it's because I follow her on social media, but it was nonstop. That face when you are the one that makes cocaine bear and <laughs> things like that. And the movie opens and it's an Elizabeth Banks film directed by Elizabeth Banks. It's, it was a uh, she wants her legacy to be cocaine bear, I guess, which is a, an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more here uh, in a little bit. But overall, Richard was hyped. Nice. Brian, what about you? Yeah, I think if the uh if the man fam knows anything about me, it's it's that but I you're love a bears. sincere and loving father and mm-hmm. friend. I'm a sincere and loving father, number one. Uh number two, I love bears, the animal. Uh yeah. number three, I love Carrie Russell, the queen of us all. 
And number four, I love cocaine. So this was this was a big. I was very excited about this. Uh, I think the trailer's kind of perfect. It really shows like. I, I think I'll say this. I I felt like I don't know if this is gonna be good. I'm still not totally sure that it's good, but I felt like if it if it really leans into the identity that I think that it it showed in the trailer and doesn't try to do be you know anything more than just stupid fun and over the topness and stuff. Then if it really leans into that identity, then this should be a really good time at the movies. And uh, it it totally came through on that. I love. I just really love when a movie, a good movie or a bad movie, I don't really care, but when that movie has a real true identity and sticks to it, and uh, and this this thing, for me at least, it very much came through on that. So yeah, I was I was I was as hyped as you could be about a movie called Cocaine Bear, I think, and uh, and I I think that came through. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I was hyped for this. I mean, I loved all the casting decisions. I thought it's a great, you know, kind of mid budget, fun movie. It seemed the trailers kind of were underwhelming, but that's okay. That's fine if it doesn't give it a lot away, but it didn't really pop off a, like it, to me, it didn't have like a hilarious trailer or, or captivating trailer or anything like that. And, uh, you know, Banks, Elizabeth Banks has a, I love her as a, as an actress. And I think she's been a great producer as a director. It's hard to say, like she did pitch perfect too, which I think was obviously a huge financial success. And, you know, but it's certainly like she didn't make Pitch Perfect one, right? So, a lot of it's just continue. You know, for a sequel director, sometimes you're you can put a unique. She was on, a producer on the first one, I think. Yeah, she exactly. Just was like, I'll do it. Was, yeah, yeah. And so, not to say she did a bad job with it. It's just like it's hard to see like that as her like her vision or anything. And then she did the Charlie's Angels movie, right? Those are the only two things she's done, and that movie was you know whatever. It was fine, and uh, but she's you know really interesting, smart. Hollywood person who has made a really like a really great career, a really versatile and great career. And and she was one of the first kind of leading film actresses to like do comedic TV and stuff with 30 rock. And she just kind of seems to really know what she's doing. So she's someone I trusted with the kind of whatever the tonal complications of this kind of movie would be. Is it a comedy? Is it a horror? Is it a thriller? Is it a drug escapade? Is it a nature film? (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, that's someone at least given her kind of like acting choices as someone that's done all those kind of things. So that seemed um, like a good a good fit, at least, you know, sensibly. So, yeah, I was I was reasonably excited. And then, uh, well, I'll, I'll go first. I'm kind of, I, you know, this is kind of movie I definitely would have just adored 20 years ago. Not to say like I've outgrown it or anything, but like I just I don't know. This is kind of movie the Internet kind of ruins because <laughs> there's so mm-hmm. much kind of pulp and things out there and silliness and it's really hard to pull off that tone now I think because like we're ironied to death in some ways um, so it's it just doesn't hit like this would have hit in as a completely original idea in 2005 even you know um, it's certainly it's not self-serious it kind of hits everything right it's 95 minutes which this kind of movie has to be I know I harp on that all the time but like a two-hour and ten-minute cocaine bear would be would be the worst film of the year in my opinion. Right, <laughs> just right, shows like a complete sure. lax. They did not fall into that trap, so that's awesome. Kudos to them on that. And so I wasn't at all bored ever in it, but I never was really like lit on fire by this the way I, I maybe could have been ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Certainly, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, no, yep, all right, rampage time. The cocaine is hit. All right, you know, it just felt like 
the feeling when you've been on a lot of roller coasters. I know Brian is a Disney guy. <laughs> you kind of know the beats of the roller coaster and you're just like, yeah, this is cool. I'm on it, but I'm not necessarily thrilled like I was the first time. I don't know. That's how I felt. Kent, what about you? Yeah, maybe you're onto something there about timing and, and how shock value, it doesn't have as much of an impact as it once had. Maybe we're desensitized to it a little bit too, Richard, just this kind of hyperviolence in a way. So maybe it hits less hard for us than it would in uh, the average person. I, I liked this overall. I wish the fact that it is rated R and it is literally called Cocaine Bear. And it's not a movie about a cocaine bear that's trying to be like a drama, <laughs> you know, or anything. Like, yeah. that's the movie. The movie's Cocaine Bear. Yeah. I wish they had pushed it further. Like, they pushed it pretty far. I wish they had pushed it 20% further. There was a, uh, I think it was Lord Miller put something out there, some interview I saw, where they said they had a scene written for this movie where, <laughs> you know how... This is all in Chattahoochee, right? Where they're shooting the music video for Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee and the bear just rampages the set yeah. of the music video. <laughs> like, I wish they had gone that far with this movie. And the fact that those ideas were kind of thrown out there makes me think they were onto something, but it makes me also think like a studio wanted to make this a little more digestible, less shocking. The fact that this had a, a mother find, trying to find her kid's story at all <laughs> disappointed me, you know? Like, this is Cocaine Bear. And uh, I thought all this stuff with Alden Ehrenreich and and, uh, and uh, Ice Cube Jr. was fun. Obviously, our our boy from The Wire is greatness when he pops up. Um, and Carrie Russell, incredible. Like, Williams. I'm glad she was in the movie. Uh, I, you know, obviously would have taken the role if I, if I was her. Margot Martindale. And then when this movie opened, guys, and the first thing we see is Matthew Reese, I was like, oh my God, yes. Just <laughs> yeah. kept that a secret. Like, I'm going to be the guy that falls out of the airplane. What a treasure. What an amazing guy to take that role. Carrie's probably like, yeah, would you do this? Like, hell yeah, I'll do it. It's <laughs> one scene and he's dead on the ground. And the other one is he's sniffing cocaine in an airplane, partying at the beginning of the movie. So... Give me all the Matthew Reese you got. So that was a fun little surprise at the beginning. But yeah, I would say I was entertained throughout. Short, little, fun. It leaned more into like horror than uh, action comedy. Maybe that's uh, another change I would have made. I would have leaned a little more into the action comedy. But man, there's some moments. I just wish there was maybe like 25% more moments. You know, like push it. Push it as far as you can. Why not? It's freaking cocaine bear. Maybe they will with Cocaine Bear too if they do another <laughs> one of these or whatever. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we should open a bar. The bear's like, we should open a bar. We could run it. <laughs> um, Brian, what about you? Yeah, man, I I, uh, I I definitely get what you're saying. Can't the <laughs> the mama bear thing was like, oh, okay, that's <clears throat> that's a little bit uh, different from what I was expecting. But otherwise, I thought he did a pretty great job of. Because the other thing is, like, the bear doesn't look good, right? Like, it's... Yeah, that was disappointing, It cost too. $3 million, yeah. you know, Oh, yeah, that, Like, yeah, so, if the movie's about the bear, make the bear look, look better. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's, like, just is the way that... Like, we're going to have to adjust, I think, on some of this stuff because I don't know what the budget is on this. I need to look it up, but... It's um, $30 million. Okay, man. Let's see that bothers me. It, it, it feels less than that, but I think it's a huge win that this thing made $23 million, regardless of the budget. So, Same. 
So I think there's a certain amount of like we're gonna have to be cool with some special effects not looking as good anymore because special it just costs so much money and we gotta get if we want movies that aren't superhero movies that cost two hundred million dollars we're gonna have to make some sacrifices somewhere so like they didn't bother me I thought it was pretty smart then to turn the bear into the shark a little bit from from Jaws and just like have it pop out here and there but keep the the I thought it was a fun like it. It was the, the the dread of when is when is the bear gonna show up again, is draped in like pretty funny dialogue and ridiculous situations and you know Jesse Tyler Ferguson in a in a weird <laughs> wig and and all this kind of stuff. So I I thought they did a really good. I thought I thought Elizabeth Banks did a great job of keeping the energy. Um, without letting the the bear become like, like you're right, can't like we could use more bear, sure. Um, but I say that about every movie, and uh, but it was a fun way. I think that that bit could get tired really fast, and so having it be this sort of when is the bear going to come back kind of thing, I thought was pretty fun, and I thought it worked relatively well. Um, and I like that. I'm not saying it's, it's more bear. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the bear moments just could have been pushed further. Okay, uh, just crazier. A little bit crazier, you know. It seemed a little too realistic, in my in my opinion. Maybe that's what they were going mm-hmm. for. Like this could have been how it happened or whatever. But show me uh, the bear annihilating Alan Jackson in 1985. That to me, that's <laughs> that that like that's the kind of ridiculousness I kind of expected. And I think the closest thing to that was the ambulance thing. Obviously, I mean that mm-hmm. scene. Sure, mm-hmm. that's what I paid to see. And then the ending, we can get there, but. The ending gets very gory in a in a very uh, satisfying way. So I think there was probably three moments, but give me five. You know, give me a couple. <laughs> sure. Give me a couple more. Maybe there's an unrated version that they release or something. Yeah, this thing could have been pushed so much. And I think if it was, maybe it'll have it would have more legs. Sure, in my opinion. Yeah, it hit the right marks for me. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I think that the the bear thing could have gotten old without like I really enjoyed um Han Solo and uh and and O'Shea Jackson I thought that that sort of B plot and their back and forth was a lot of fun with especially once they added in the other kid the would be attacker kind of guy Yeah that was a uh, fun twist was the yeah. the three other dudes yeah 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 I enjoyed I I thought they had a really fun little little vibe and chemistry going on um and it I, I would look at it this way. I would say you could do this. You could do this movie seventy five minutes, and have it be all cocaine bear all the time, or you could do ninety minutes and actually have a couple of the side plot stories. I don't know. Mean something is the right term because none of this means anything. But at least have the side the side plot stories be um, entertaining and fun, and you kind of like the actors that are on screen and stuff like that. Like. If you're gonna go all in on on fully in on Cocaine Bear, then I think that's like a a 75 minute movie, not a 95 yeah. minute movie or whatever. Sure. So I kind of liked. If we're gonna go this route, we don't make 75 minute movies. If we're gonna go that route, then let's at least make some of this side stuff fun and enjoyable. And it and it was. Yeah, I, I totally with you there. I, I definitely had a an overall fun time with this. Richard, can we get into spoilers? I have a few things. Yeah, I wanna, by all means, I want to ask you guys about. So, I don't know if this was a studio note, but the scene where the kids discover the cocaine, that could have set up for something real fun. 
did they make it where like, okay, you can't have kids tripping out on cocaine in a movie? Because there's, there could have been a whole scene of them just mm-hmm. like, what is happening and hallucinating or whatever, you know, like they could have made that a lot funnier. They were like, ew, that's gross or whatever. Like that's as far as it, it got pushed. But yeah, I never really felt like the kids accidentally did cocaine, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not accidentally, yeah. but obviously we're trying it. Yeah, you could have. You could have had like a 21 Jump Street scene there for sure, sure. with them just going bonkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was, that was wondering what you guys thought if it was Universal being like, ah, oh, you can't have the, these kids are 10 years old. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Most of my scripts, you know, I, I write, as you guys know, most of them have. Yeah, it's like, that's the one note that you get every time. So you can't have yeah. the kids doing cocaine, Richard. So you just can't. That's, that's kind of a bummer to hear. For me, because you know me, I'm like a big, uh, I'm a big Larry Clark guy, you know, so that's my <laughs> Spy guy. Spy Kids you know, could have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Could have been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about as well the uh, Isaiah Whitlock character. I thought could use more of him in the movie. Thought he was great. Yeah, he was uh, fun. I think he's always great. Didn't it, was it setting up to you guys like okay, this dog's going to show up and just completely scare this bear away. <laughs> That's what I thought I was setting it up for, right? Like, okay, nothing can stop this bear, and here comes this small, floofy dog, and then the bear's going to run away, and the dog's going to... Like, the dog stuff, it was such a DCF plot in the in terms of, like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in this movie. Like, I, didn't, I thought it was setting up for, like, a big, oh, here's the reason the dog is here, and there never really was one. Yeah, no, I could see, I could have seen that coming. Yeah, I was I was waiting for sort of the the other shoe to drop. Reveal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the dog bit, but you just instead you just get the dog eats. The, the dog gets adopted yeah. by what's her name at yeah. the end. That's really the right. only right. yeah yeah shoe that drops. You got it. I was very nervous. <laughs> Can't have you know. Got to have a happy ending for all dogs in film, or I'm out. That would knock it down three letter grades. That's a rule I have. <laughs> I thought Margot Martindale and Jesse Tyler Ferguson were hilarious together, though. The entire sequence inside the, I don't know what you want to call it, ranger station or whatever, was mm-hmm. was very well done. He was really yeah. good in this. You know, he's yeah. someone that you think, okay, he's got his modern family money. I know he does a lot of theater, and so like maybe mm-hmm. just goes and does that, and and then you see him in something like this, kind of change my perspective on him. I know he hasn't really done a movie in like nine years. I was seeing, mm-hmm. I think it was like an Ice Age movie. <laughs> Um, but it's like, yeah, put Jesse Tyler Ferguson in more stuff, man. That man, he was... would be great in like Christopher Guest stuff. Yeah, wouldn't he? Totally. Yeah, for sure. That. He was a, not a, a revelation to me because I've known and liked him for a long time. But in this, it was like a new way to look at him for sure. I wanted to talk to you guys. Is this like? I mean, this is a perfectly fine movie. You know, real actors and and a real story. In addition to the sort of silly, coked up bear. Is this the future of the $30 million movie, though, in these kind of stunt movies? You know, because this is a stunt. I mean, it's called Cocaine Bear for a reason to kind of get attention. Is that is there anything to be learned from the marketing of this movie? I think uh, the the movie has to sell itself. Yeah, really. I think this one sells what week itself. Title, be like, trailer. Very interested in week two for this. Like what the drop off is. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, Creed's going to come in and and. True. Hopefully, make a decent amount of money. Um, but I could see this. I could see this hanging it too, and Ant Man dropping to the third or fourth spot or something. Um, 
the Jesus movie ate up some of the the box office money this week, but it, it, I don't think that those two movies were. Um, I double featured it up against each other so much. So. I canceled my tickets for Jesus Revolution and <laughs> okay. Cocaine Bear. Good, like a good Christian. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I did on the Sabbath mm-hmm. too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. What's pretty impressive about this too is that it was theatrical. I mean, I'm sure they'll uh-huh. they'll put it on Peacock or whatever as soon as possible. But cocaine, the fact that plus. this was thirty million dollars and they were like, "Nope, theatrical only." They've already made that yeah. back. That was pretty smart. Like they can spend thirty million dollars all day on streaming exclusives and mm-hmm. not bat an eye. So the fact yeah. that this was a go see it with people experience was uh, was encouraging for like for low sure. low to mid budget movies. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, I, th- I think it's a great thing like, that this movie made the money that it did. I think that's a huge. I love it. Huge one. But I, I oh, I agree. I think it was a big success, but I can't believe it didn't make more. Like I thought, the hype was huge going in. Like I, th- I thought they couldn't have had a better run up to release yeah, day in terms of like the buzz. I just don't think unless there's a cape, you're you're getting past thirty yep. million anymore. But like, but I don't know how like replicable this is because I, I really think of the right. same movie is out and it's like Bear Attack. It makes like mm-hmm. eleven million dollars. You know, yeah. I, there's something about the pop of that title and that idea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do you do? I mean, I already saw the Sharknado people are doing like methed up alligator or something for real. Like I think on Sci-Fi this summer, which would be funny. <laughs> it's, it's just I'm an in. alligator on meth. I know. <laughs> Is that really methed up saw, alligator? <laughs> it's like meth alligator for sure. I mean, it's it's very Sharknado and supposed to be, uh, yeah, meth gator. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm 100 percent in. But yeah, I just don't know how. I think it might be as we kind of figure out what the the future of theatrical is you know i don't know how many of these there are but what does this make you think of like you said ken i mean they made very clear that this was i, I know elizabeth banks didn't write this i think it was kind of a spec script i don't think it, it was, was it was yeah. uh the writer said he read about this story of the guy that fell out of the plane and the fact that they never found the cocaine yeah. and essentially you know came up with the story and then pitched it to his family at like thanksgiving dinner and that's just started funny. telling them his story about this cocaine bear. And he said they went nuts. And that's when he made it a script. Yeah. When it was like, my grandparents wanted to see this. That's when I knew it had potential. So. <laughs> that's funny. So what does this make you think of um, of Banks going forward as a director? You know, there's no, th- there's no real way to tell. Um, yeah. Is she going to be a director for hire? Is she going to produce stuff and then choose if I want to direct it? Which seems like it may be the case here unless lord and miller approached her to to do this it's interesting to juxtapose it against like olivia wilde right it's too yeah like, i mean they're going for like the same era her and greta very different things. they're going for like i'm an auteur i am this is my style like i think elizabeth banks just wants to direct movies wants to have a good time wants to be with people she enjoys so i think that's where her mind's at we'll see where she goes from here i mean i think she has potential this was well directed i thought you yeah, know same. um so I think she can go kind of any direction. She wants to go franchises. She could do that and and uh, latch on to you know a pitch perfect type franchise, or she could you know direct Little Women if she wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not out on her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is and this is a well directed movie. Um, I'm not sure that it's like like a major showcase for what you can do, but but I mean, I think that she will continue to get. As many opportunities. I mean, she'll get a lot of opportunities. She deserves them. She's this is really good. This is really well directed. This could be, this could be really crappy. It could be self serious. It could, uh, 
it could have been overload. There's a lot of mistakes that could have been made. You, in some ways, you look at this, you're like, this is kind of an this is an easy movie to make in some ways. But then, I, I don't know. I step back and I say, no, I think I think there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong here for this to become something that 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 it's not. And uh, so I appreciate uh, what she did here. So yeah, I, I think I think this. Between this and the pitch perfect, and she, like you said, Richard, she's she's a very valuable producer too, and I'm interested to see what she does next. This could be, it'd be interesting to see her follow this up with something that has a little more weight to it, or is a little bit more serious. But maybe that's not what what she would be good at. I don't I don't know. It's it. I I think that she has, I think she's got a a few more movies before we maybe really even know who or what she is as a director. But um, I'm interested. In, in what she's going to do and what that voice is. Same. All right, cool. So should we grade this out? Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. All right, I'll, I'll kick us off here. I'm going to go with a B minus. Kent, what about you? I was going to go B to B plus range, so I'll go B plus. Nice. Brad guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely higher. I think... Like it's not. It's hard to say. Is this even a good movie? But man, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a really good time at the movies, and so I'm gonna go A. I'll go A minus. I'm not really sure if that'll come up or down through the course of the year, but it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I think it was just exactly what it said it was gonna be. I like that too. Love it. All right, cool. Well, that was Cocaine Bear. It feels like that one's been a long time in the works. <laughs> um. But let's uh let's kick it on over for a weekly recommend. Weekly recommend. Kent, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm gonna recommend I don't know if it could be considered junk TV, but certainly reality TV. I don't know if you guys are in on this at all. We've never talked about it. I talked about it at dinner with some coworkers because I've caught myself watching it at hotels the past couple of trips. You guys into bar rescue at all? I've watched it a bit here and there. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it in hotel rooms and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Kitchen Nightmares guy. I love a reinvention of a restaurant sure. show. And this one is ridiculous. And then you add on um, my wife being a in the bar industry. Mm-hmm. And so her commentary on some of these just complete uh, catastrophes of bartenders <laughs> and bars makes it all uh, more entertaining with her commentary, so... If you want a uh, fun reality show that's condensed, you know, single stories, easy to follow, Bar Rescue. It's where they take failing bars and try to make them not fail. Pretty easy. So check that out. Bar Rescue on Paramount Network. Boom. Sweet. Brian, what about you, man? Recommended TV show uh, over on The Lasso Plus uh, that's actually... From the Lasso team, so it fits quite well. Uh, have you guys watched Shrinking yet? I haven't. I've been, my wife and I have been doing a... We just finished a How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. rewatch, and I just needed a little Jason Segel break. So I'll yeah. probably watch it in like a month or two. For sure. Nothing against him. I've just seen yeah. 250 episodes of him over the last Siegel. four months. Yeah. 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 It's Siegel, it's Harrison Ford. Uh, there's some other familiar faces that pop up here and there throughout, and uh, it is about a... Siegel plays a shrink who is breaking his own personal life is terrible and awful and his wife recently died and all this sort of stuff. And so his big breakthrough is that he starts telling his patients the truth and encouraging them to uh, 
make real choices instead of you know just kind of listening and helping them work through things slowly. Uh, and it's it's fun. It's a real. I mean, it, it fits right in line with with Ted Lasso and Scrubs and the other Bill Lawrence stuff. Uh, and I love Jason Siegel. Harrison Ford's really fun. And I mean, it's it's a role that's written for him specifically. You know, it's very a cantankerous old man who's you know has a heart of gold kind of thing sure. uh which is what he's great at at this point and uh yeah it's really fun some episodes are are very um you know emotionally difficult and some of them are just stupid fun but it's it's very well done it's probably i think it's 7 episodes into 10 episode season so uh, we're coming around to to the end of it here but i've enjoyed it quite a lot quite a bit it's 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 very well done great well, I am going to recommend a show that's back for its 10th season this year. Hard to believe. Just came back last week. And that's Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Nice. One of my favorite shows ever. Always makes me laugh. Always makes me think. And I uh, love John Oliver. And uh, yeah, so just an easy once a week kind of recap with a deep dive. And uh, very funny. And the Jim Cramer bit this week talking about his Baroni suits or whatever killed me. So um yeah, always always good for about five LOLs in the show, which is a pretty high rate. So, yeah, last week tonight, John. The one I will recommend on that, um, I don't know if it's from this last season, but he did a deep dive on Ticketmaster like a few years ago on why all the fees happen and stuff. That's very informative. If you're curious about this Ticketmaster case and the Taylor Swift drama and all that, he died, he dove pretty deep into why Ticketmaster is the way it is. So, uh, yeah, that's a side recommend. YouTube that one. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Ticketmaster, John. Love it. All right, well, this was Cocaine Bear with some weekly recommends. Good to be back with everyone. Brian, happy birthday once again. You were such a serious and lovely man. Thank you. I adore you. Uh... But uh, we will uh, we'll see you next week, and before then, hopefully, we'll see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salad is ready.